Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Invest Tips. I'm your host, Steve Bryce, and today we're going to discuss income investing. Joining me today is Trang Nguyen, our Senior Portfolio Manager from our Discretionary Portfolio Management Team. So, Trang, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, maybe the best place to start is to define income investing. So how would you best describe it? Income investing is an investment strategy focusing on uh, generating a steady stream of cash flow from investments, such as stock dividends, bond interest payment, or rental income. The primary objective is to provide regular payouts to investors, meeting their day-to-day financial obligations, rather than trying to grow your wealth over time. So I guess income investing has gained immense popularity over the last few decades. Um, Let's start with the elephant in the room. I see a lot of investors investing in income portfolios, even though they do not really have income needs at this stage of their life. I call this the bird in the hand phenomenon, where you know they're, they're really focused on getting that money back to them as quickly as possible, ignoring the two in the bush, which might actually be more valuable to them. So from your perspective, is an income strategy uh, competitive when it comes to a total, t- total returns to the investor? First of all, the analysis differ dramatically depending on what you do with the cash flow generated. So if you do not reinvest it, then it is a huge drag on the returns as it removes the extraordinary power of compounding. Our experience is that a lot of investors do not reinvest the income in a timely manner, and therefore they would be much better in a more growth-focused strategy without income distribution. However, if you do reinvest the income, the analysis become more complex. Historically, over the past 20 years, an income allocation has lacked a more growth-focused allocation substantially. On the other hand, our long-term forward-looking expected returns suggest that the gap will shrink significantly in the years ahead. Yet another way to look at this is economic scenario. People may believe that an inflationary environment favors income assets over others. However, historically, growth assets have shown strong resilience in inflationary environments, especially growth stock with pricing power, robust growth prospects, and the ability to pass on increased costs to consumers. Our study actually showed that um, a balanced total returns focused portfolio with more growth asset actually outperform an income portfolio in low, moderate, or high inflation environment. Only in uh, an environment with very high inflation, when majority of financial assets suffer, that is when income asset would outperform growth thanks to the buffer provided by the income component against the drawdown. Therefore, in our view, investors without an immediate need for the income should consider focusing on a more growth-focused allocation. Okay, so that covers uh, the expected return piece. What about drawdowns? I guess there's a sense that uh, income allocation generally experience lower drawdowns than a total return portfolio. Uh, is, is that true? No, again, this is another myth. Our historical analysis of the past crisis showed that high dividend equities, preferred securities or REITs actually experienced similar magnitude pullback as traditional equities or other 
growth-focused asset. This is because these so-called riskier income assets tend to have lower yield and often known for their strong capital growth when compared with other traditional fixed income assets. So in a risk-off environment, especially in bear market, they tend to behave very much like a traditional risky asset. Okay, so let's talk um, about the sustainability of income. So we've seen some fund managers achieve very, very strong asset growth by promising investors a very high income distribution, despite the high likelihood that they'll actually have to pay a part of this income out of capital. So what are your thoughts on this? Now, regular distribution is great, but the fund performance over the long term still matter the most. And it is this that determines the sustainability of any income generated. As you mentioned, Steve, the higher the payout, the harder it is to rely solely on interest payments or dividends to keep up with. But it is also very damaging for the fund performance over the long term if distribution depends heavily on capital growth. So it is important for an income portfolio to have a balanced exposure between fixed income and equity income to keep growing the capital base while allowing the fund to have consistent payout over the longer term and at the same time avoiding negative surprises further down the road. So taking the time to really understand the fund historical performance, income sources and payout ratios before investing is really important. Strang for your insights. I guess the key message is that if your primary objective is income generation in the immediate future, then obviously income investing is suitable for you. However, if your main objective is to maximize the growth of your investments over the long run, you should consider a more balanced portfolio with more exposure to growth oriented assets. Now, I think the interesting uh, part of this is if you're in the early ages of retirement, maybe a blended approach may make sense. If you're 65 year, years old, you should have part of your investments to have at least a 20, potentially a 35 year um, time horizon. So, uh, you know, that blended approach might help you get some growth for the longer term, but also generate the income that you need in the short term. With that, thank you everybody for listening in today. We hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast and found it helpful. If you'd like to follow our market views on an ongoing basis, please listen to our daily Cut to the Chase or weekly Through the Noise podcast series on this channel. Alternatively, you can go to Standard Chartered Wealth Insights on either LinkedIn, Facebook or YouTube. Thank you and Chang and I wish you a fantastic second half of the year. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.